and hate And I know better than to listen to the people who are calling us names I can feel the sun Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Brian, and today is Monday, November 6, 2023, and this is episode 561 of the Lots Project podcast, where we're defying norms and designing freedom. Today's episode is titled Coffee Tasting 101 and is brought to you by Food Forest Farms. Today, I'll be chatting about the basics of really tasting coffee and not just drinking it, and the process, which is pretty standard amongst the coffee world when tasting different coffees and yes you can even do it with Folgers I will include my Folgers crowd this morning also but first let's grab a cup of coffee catch up on what's going on and have a little chat we'll dive into the topic in just a little bit good morning good morning good morning uh daylight savings boys and girls good morning Rachel I didn't mean to exclude you Oh man, daylight savings. I um I have had a battle with daylight savings for pretty much my whole life. Um you're welcome, Hunter, for including the Folgers crowd in this tasting. Uh, but yes, uh <sighs> daylight savings. Can't stand it. Been up since oh, I think it was 3 30. I usually get up at five-ish. Um and I think it was 3 30 when I, I woke up and eyes came open. Felt wide awake, but in the in the trailer here, no one gets up. Uh, well, I try not to get up until Corey gets up, uh, because once one person even moves significantly, uh, the dogs are up. And so if Corey was still sound asleep, I didn't want to get her up. And uh, turns out she was kind of often on awake since the same time. So maybe we should have just got up and been productive all morning. That would have been interesting. But then at the end of the night, you are exhausted. But Man, my whole life. Usually, this um, in the fall, I didn't uh, suffer too bad, but the spring, I would get, uh, I would get sick every year. Every year, it'd be about the only time I got sick every year, and it was every year. So, yeah. Anyway, let's see who's hanging out. Good morning, Backwoods on his second French press already. Holy crap! Mm. It's uh, I guess it's an hour later there and an hour, hour later there this morning. Digger, how we doing? Thanks for joining us. Uh, Hunter over on Twitch. Uh, Jim, good morning. Rachel Rewilder Life, how we doing? Mike Philippine Nomad. Uh, Rewilder Life. Rachel says, been one of the guys as a tomboy my whole life. Uh, <laughs> and backwoods says the kids definitely aren't used to it. Neither are the dogs. Neither are the dogs. Uh, Philippine Nomad says we don't do daylight savings time. It throws me off for these lives. <coughs> I bet. I bet. And uh, we should see Clark. Um, Clark start showing up here again soon. I'm pretty sure that is the that is the limit for Clark is when daylight savings times comes back. Or goes away. Which which actually is it? Are we saving daylight in the winter, or are we saving daylight in the summer? Is the is the spring forward the daylight savings, or is the fall back? Do you know which is standard? Which is regular time? Because I just want to do that. I don't even give a shit which one it is. Like let's just stay on one time. I'll be messed up for a week at least. At least. And that that was one of the things that really spurred me to try to figure out how to live a life where I don't need an alarm clock. And then I go and set myself up with a morning podcast every day. <laughs> I guess I got to wake up for that uh, to make that happen. Uh, MSU Rifle, good morning, says now is standard. OK, so winter time is standard time. And then we save daylight in the summer by making it later when it's daylight. Oh, man. Why? Why? I've always heard that it was uh, so the farmers could, um, so the farmers had more light. And I was like, I don't think that it makes more light. I think it just changes what time it is. And all the farmers I've ever met just got up at dawn and worked until dark or after. Now they have lights. So what difference does it make? Why are we why are we trying to save daylight and um, when can we stop the nonsense? 
Oh, what's on the coffee chat today? Uh, what's in the cup today? I uh, have to remember, I, I changed bags this weekend, got through the light Peruvian, and I believe it is a light Nicaraguan. Um, Robin hosting said that sunup would be at 445 or something in the summer. So what? I mean, who cares? Who cares? Um, Jim says that's what I'm trying to do up at dawn and crash whenever. I think humans were were made to wake up with the dawn, with the birds. Um, I really, when we don't have alarms and if the dogs are sleeping well, and you wake up with the light. They even make uh, alarm clocks that will brighten the room like the sunrise. And your body is supposed to respond to that and wake up more slowly and, um, and smooth out. And then as dusk comes and the sun sets, there's a natural reaction in your body to get tired. So if you're driving, if you've ever been driving, if you ever uh, have been uh, driving along in the evening and it's super early and the sun's going down and you're wide awake and all of a sudden dusk hits and you get super tired in that light change. Yeah, that's supposed to happen. That's supposed to happen. And we're, um, we're supposed to be getting, getting tired because of that change in light. So artificial lights and daylight savings changes and all this bullshit, all it does is go away from um go away from what we're naturally supposed to do so there you go backwards butcher and that's my understanding so if i'm completely wrong definitely let me know about that but i feel that i've, I've read that multiple times in my life and i've experienced it and looked into it on the driving thing um <laughs> and uh, it was curious why it was curious so yeah, I believe that is what's going on is that light change, um, the light shifting from light to dark, that dusk is what uh, it, it, it produces. Does it produce the melatonin in your brain to start getting you tired? I think maybe. Mm, man, that might be a show topic. Hunter says, you mean I'm not supposed to get jolted awake from Usher singing? I mean, if Usher is actually in your room singing... Um, that would be, that would be all right. I think, um, Hunter's wife might appreciate it more than Hunter, but what would you think about, uh, Usher waking you up just singing instead of, uh... <laughs> she got a disappointed look on her face. Um, Rewilder Life says I'm drinking Lilanu roasting company roast it's a local company nice nice um yeah i think this was nicaraguan nicaraguan light is uh, sticking in my head i got a bunch of different coffees up there right now and i'm excited to hey look at that speak of the devil speak of the devil a little earlier i knew daylight savings time ended and there's my man clark deacon showing up in the comments <laughs> i was just talking about you clark I figured you'd be coming in. Uh, you would be coming in here soon. <laughs> Jim says he's drinking Nescafe Classico Instant. <laughs> You're definitely going to want to listen to today's episode on how to do cupping on uh, Nescafe. <laughs> Backwood says, if Usher's in your room singing, you're about to get graped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, Clark. Ah, thanks for joining. Thanks. Uh, congratulations on the new shop, Clark. That looks fantastic. Clark's been po posting pictures of a, a new workshop that he is leasing up there in, I think he's in Saskatchewan, uh, and uh, going through some some uh, some hoops and things with the with the gov the government and getting everything ready to work but uh looking good man looking good that's uh that's super cool that you got to move into that space oh we got two people drinking that's cafe oh my god is that the stuff that comes in the brick is that like in a uh 
I think I saw it at Dollar General. Is that the yellow brick thing? Yellow and red, maybe. Is that um mm, mm, man, Nescafe. Uh what else do I have on the list here? Uh let's see. Oh, got big news yesterday. Got pictures from Tim. Uh they had oh, it's in a jar. It's in a jar. Yeah. Uh, Tim, Toolman Tim sent me some pictures that he ended up posting them in his Telegram group, the workshop. There is, um, there is a driveway going in at Delinquent's Gully. So if you've watched the videos, if you followed along with Delinquent's Gully at all, um, yes, there's a big ditch coming in to the property where we were able to come in and, uh, created, a nice pathway to get into uh, leads to the opening of the of the whole property uh, where we put the outhouse and then uh, paths out to the first few sites. But getting through the ditch was trouble. That crazy Canadian guy that uh, drives on flatland up there in Alberta, he drove his truck through it. Um, I mean, I'm sure my truck would have gotten through it, but being my only vehicle and um, and things that. Uh, I had to, uh, I had to pass on driving through there. Tim, uh, Tim took his truck in a, a couple times. Sorry, guys, I'm looking to see what this coffee is. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good morning, Chris Dixon. Uh, but Tim, Tim was going to put a culvert in. We're going to get culvert in dirt and then gravel on top. Somebody local there in the in the development. I guess we will call it a development. Uh, what would you call that? I guess the, the area where they're selling all the plots, where they bought their plot, uh, put in a um, put in a yesterday. Uh, somebody else had an excavator. They they got a hold of Tim. Tim got a hold of them. Uh, communication networking, and uh, they laid the culvert. They got the dirt in, and just waiting on the gravel to come in. So I'm excited to get out and look at that this weekend. Get some. Uh, Get some video and uh, take the truck right across it. It'd be great. Uh, Rewilder Life says melatonin's made in the gut and penile glands. Uh, can't add photos, but it's the end of the chemical sleep cascade. If you have cut, if you have cut issues, blah blah. Okay. All right. Yeah. She. Okay. So Rachel posted the picture of that cycle in the Lots Project Telegram chat. I appreciate that, along with Clark posting a picture of his can of coffee or i guess it's called a can it's got a uh, plastic flippy lid um but yeah melatonin melatonin back to uh, daylight savings i uh, i used to take it when um when i was going through some shit and i couldn't sleep some doctor told me to take melatonin and i don't know it was meh meh Nah, I'd rather produce it uh, naturally and sleep when I should. Uh, but that driveway going into Tim's, I'm excited about that. That gives us access. That's one step closer to getting some tent sites up and listed on there and get them on HipCamp. Uh, later this week, I'll be talking about HipCamp and a bunch of other uh, camping sites, peer-to-peer, uh, peer-to-peer -peer or booking sites that I prefer to find sites um, not in campgrounds. If you're looking to get out and not go to a KOA or a um, whatever those big mega mega campgrounds are that I, I just don't really want to stay in, there's several sites that you can book uh, book different campsites in different areas. So, um, Clark says he found not drinking alcohol during the week really helps sleep cycles. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. Drinking, not drinking coffee too late in the day, not drinking energy drinks, not, not putting other chemicals in your body since your body is supposed to know when to wake itself up and when to put it to sleep. And if there's issues there, if you're not sleeping or not waking up, it's either because you need more sleep or there's something wrong with you and you're out of balance. So that's what I've found. I don't uh, I don't necessarily practice what I preach there, I guess. Uh, but I do know that when I don't mess with the chemical balance in my body too much, uh, limit myself to one French press of coffee in the morning, and I quit drinking energy drinks and all of that, it definitely um, changes the way I sleep. 
Corey's gone all and you don't have any caffeine really. There's just a little, it's the same as coffee. Okay, so she drinks two cups of morning tea in the morning, and we don't do bedtime tea that much anymore, but she would have bedtime tea before bed. Um, the the tea has a significantly less amount of caffeine in it, and man, she sleeps like a rock. My wife lays down, and I think before her head hits the pillow, she's asleep, usually, unless I'm keeping her up, banging shit around and, and whatever, but... Uh, Man, she sleeps like a rock and very light sleeper, but she usually seems when she gets up that she's rested unless she's uh, unless she's faking it. Backwoods Butcher says no caffeine. How does that work? <laughs> she just smiles. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> Jim says that alcohol is sugar. Makes sense. It would. Uh, yeah, that's true. That is true. All right. Well, what else do I have on this list? Um, uh, uh, yeah, skirting project coming up this week. Want to get out to Delinquents Gully. I'm uh, I'm still helping over with my friends Norman and uh, Norman and Herschel on the roof. Uh, we have have it pretty much squared away that if they needed to be done for the winter, they could be. We got ice and water shield up on the on the roof and. Um, yeah, now we're just figuring out laying purlins out, and then we'll get start getting some metal up. I think it'll be uh, it'll look pretty pretty damn good when we get done. It's a big roof, it's a big project. I'm glad I could help them out with it and uh, speed it up a little bit. So, uh, let's hit this a uh, couple more comments, and then we'll get into the topic for today. Rewilder Life says uh, sleep hygiene is huge, plus bees and iron and so much more. Struggled for years with insomnia. Um. Uh oh, <laughs> you guys, too many comments. Uh, struggled for years with insomnia, sleep like a baby now. It's why I gave up caffeine. <coughs> yeah, Corey, uh, Corey gave up your caffeine was because of uh, gut issues, gave up coffee, and then it just made sense to, to quit the caffeine too. Uh, Jim says he quit alcohol, but not coffee. I did, I quit drinking for a good 12, 13 years, and now, um, I'll have beer. I won't drink uh, liquor, but uh, have some beer and definitely, definitely do better without it. So I should probably just quit. Um, <laughs> she smiled because she saw me destroy over a thousand ounces of Red Bull at SRF. <laughs> Good morning, Jamie. Off green, off grid ping. Thanks for stopping in. We we're just talking about the work going on at Delinquents Gully, and uh, appreciate you overseeing that and uh, getting some pictures. So appreciate that. I'll be out later this week and uh, and check it out for sure. Rewilder Life says she has more energy without caffeine, and um, that doesn't surprise me. That really doesn't surprise me. It's uh, I think it's a matter of getting to sleep on time, getting better sleep where you're actually asleep. I can tell the difference the next morning. Well, I certainly can tell the difference that night when I have, I don't want to say have, if I have two French presses, I'm okay. If I have two French presses and for some reason I start the second one later or I get interrupted and I end up finishing it uh, a couple hours later, I take it in a to-go mug and I end up finishing it like 10 or 11 in the morning. I can definitely tell that night when I try to go to sleep. And then, um, of course, the next morning, I'm more tired because I didn't get the appropriate sleep. That's that's where caffeine affects me. But it feels like if I have two French presses right in the morning, that it doesn't keep me up at night. I think there's that, uh, that half-life or whatever of caffeine. And uh, by the time I want to go to bed, it's, it's kind of dissipated and I can fall up right asleep. Anyway, let's get on to it. Caffeine is appropriate to be talking about with today's today's topic. And uh, when we do do coffee episodes on the show, uh, the sponsor for the show is Food Forest Farms. Uh, Brian provides me with fantastic coffee every month through the C4 Club. 
But that's not all. At Food Forest Farms, the extraordinary is the norm. They fuel their mission with a diverse offerings from hand-roasted specialty coffees that'll bring joy to your mornings to stunning jewelry and metal art pieces that'll add flair to your style. But that's not all. They also provide unique camping experiences through hip camp and Airbnb stays, perfect for adventure seekers. So whether you're a coffee enthusiast, a fan of unique crafts, or an adventure seeker at heart, Food Forest Farms has something special for you. Ready to embark on this extraordinary journey? Head over to Food Forest Farms to explore more. Don't forget to sign up for their newsletter and stay in the loop about their latest offerings and initiatives. Enjoy the adventure, and you can always use a lot 10 to get 10 one time 10% off anything at the store or lots five as an ongoing lots 10 is only for people that actually put me in their ears and lots five is out in print. So if you're listening, it's in your ears and you want to get 10% off and give some awesome coffee a try, I would suggest reaching out to Brian. And uh, if you like his coffee, if you've tried it and you don't become a member of the C4, you just hate money because the value that the man brings to his membership program and the C4 every month is is phenomenal. And um, you can't beat it. You can't beat the price. So you're going to want to check that out. It's uh, You can get started for as little as $40 a month and you can get whatever. You can get coffee. You can get camping stays. You can get um, CBD products. You can get all sorts of stuff. So reach out, talk to Brian, try the coffee and find out if it's right for you foodforestfarms.com excuse me excuse me <laughs> quitters oh hunter says quitters yep jim says here we are talking about quitting coffee during a coffee tasting show i mean quitting coffee is what it is i i don't i don't fault anybody for not drinking coffee I do get a little sketchy on people that don't drink coffee that they shouldn't be enjoying. Here's the difference. I think one, one you're drinking for pure caffeine only and discarding taste flavor and, uh, and uh, the health factor of it. Other, you are drinking it for enjoyment of the, the morning beverage and um, really conscious of where it comes from the taste and the differences. One thing that you're going to, um, <laughs> one, um, one thing that's going to help you determine what kind of coffee you want, if you like it or not, if you can even tell the difference in the taste and the taste, like I mentioned just a second ago, the taste is what it is. We all have, um, we all have different tastes that we prefer obviously um that that's what makes us different human beings we have different taste buds we have different likes and dislikes but um <laughs> jim says i think he was talking about us hey it, it it um if you like the taste of folders if you like the taste of nescafe or whatever it is that is perfectly fine that is perfectly fine um but there are some there are some health differences there are some freshness different freshness differences i've talked about it uh on the coffee shows before the way things are processed the way things are handled um the way folgers needs to be staled uh before it gets packaged because otherwise the packages would all explode uh i got a jet here for just a second guys i'll be right back All right. I'm back. I'm back. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, um, if you really enjoy the taste of Folgers, I I'm just busting balls. I am. It's uh, it is definitely a luxury. It is, um, when you, when you shift the gear from drinking it to wake up to drinking it, to enjoy the, the taste, uh, it, it is great. <laughs> Backwoods Butcher says emergency poop. Not that fast, man. If it was that fast, I wouldn't even need to turn off the camera. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's let's figure out how to let's figure out how to taste coffee. 
let's figure out how to um how to how professionals i guess professionals in the industry and coffee aficionados will taste coffee to find the differences between them to to really taste a cup of coffee uh the process is called cupping and when i was um when i way back came to minnesota well i guess we're not in minnesota anymore when i moved to minnesota a long long time ago probably what was it 25 years 20 years ago ish more than that um i got a job at, at at a coffee shop it was a small coffee shop at the time they were just local in minneapolis and the and the suburbs called caribou coffee it's a little bigger now uh they've spread out when i got hired with them they still had the original owners they were still in their small uh original warehouse down in in downtown minneapolis and it had a fantastic culture around the business they wanted to make sure all their employees had all the information that they could ever want about coffee. They paid uh, our, our wage to go and spend full days at the coffee warehouse downtown where they had the roasters, where they had the green beans, where they had, where they had all of their, um, all of their like marketing rooms, their business office rooms, where they would bring clients, where they would bring coffee farmers where they would bring everything that was kind of the mecca of their business and it all revolved around coffee well they had what you called coffee university that you could go and and take these classes and it was usually once every other week once a month however you wanted backwood says i'm old yes i am old i am uh but i took full advantage a because i like getting paid to learn uh, and not be at work and go and, and, and sit in a class and learn about something that I enjoy. B, I didn't have to be at work. <laughs> and C, I was really interested in coffee. I drank a shitload at the time. Uh, I was I was a, uh, a Folgers guy. I'm going to sneeze, guys. I know it's going to come out at some point here, so I apologize in advance. But um, so I I took every class I possibly could. Uh, the classes they offered were about the farms that they bought from, about the beans that they they came. Uh, Backwood says hello, Corey. Uh, she she made an appearance today. Backwood uh, says you're lucky. I like my men aged, <laughs> like father, like son. Um, and so I took them all. I took them all. I was really interested. I um, I got interested in how to determine the taste, how to describe the taste. I know I always pick up, picked up a bag of beans at the store when I was working there. I was a coffee. I was a Folgers guy when I started working there. I was a Folgers guy after I worked there a little bit. Uh, I always had to, um, I had to doctor up my Folgers after I worked at, uh, at Caribou. By the way, if you really want, uh, if you have to drink Folgers or you want to drink Folgers and you enjoy it, uh, you can add uh, when you put it in the in the coffee pot. When you put it in the in the basket, in the in the um, filter, I don't even use them anymore. I don't <laughs> coffee filter. I just use the French press. But if you when you put your Folgers in the the coffee filter in the drip brew machine, if you sprinkle some cinnamon on top and some nutmeg on top and then brew your coffee, it'll taste a hundred times better. Not as, not, not as uh, enough a hundred times to, that's what I think of, of Brian's coffee. Uh, this will make your, your Folgers taste a hundred times better when it drip brews through the cinnamon and the nutmeg. Just give it a try. Give it a try. If you don't want to buy, um, if you don't want to buy some premium air roasted, but. Anyway, that's a it's a good shortcut cheat for you. Uh, but I learned what I wanted to talk about today is cupping. Cupping is basically it's the standard um, the standard tasting practice for coffee. So this is going to be used from everywhere from um, from the growers to the importers and the exporters 
to the roasters, to the baristas, everybody through the process is going to use this standardized method to taste the coffee. They're going to taste green beans this way. They're going to taste uh, freshly roasted. They're going to taste. Um, they're going to taste the imported before it's roasted. They're going to taste these beans all the way across the board. Will they always taste the same? No. It depends on what processes have been done to them. If they're if they're green beans, obviously they're not going to be taste like uh, taste like roasted beans. Green beans, as in green coffee beans, not like green beans out of the garden, because that would be just gross. But anyway, this is the standard, this is the standard method that is going to be used to taste and compare coffees. So the way you're going to do this is, is, uh, it's pretty straightforward. It's, it's very rudimentary. It's easy to set up. It's easy to do. You can do it at home. You can do it with, um, with any type of coffee you want. You can actually do it if you pick up a bag of, say, premium coffee at the store and uh, Folgers and a instant um, whatever instant you guys were drinking earlier. Um, and you can do this test next to each other and see if you can taste the difference. See if you can um, enjoy the difference. Uh, maybe you like one better than the other and it's not all about um, name. Like I said, you may like the flavor of of Folgers better. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. We'll uh, we'll forget the health benefits of the other. Anyway, <laughs> as coffee's become becoming more popular, as uh, high end coffee shops became more popular, people actually started doing this in the coffee shop. Coffee shops were doing cuppings. They were doing tastings of their of their brews uh and then people adapted and they started doing these at home having people over having coffee cuppings uh i've i've yet to be at i've yet to be one at someone's house but i have actually done these at a at a coffee shop once as an employee and then once as a random uh just stopped in and did a did a cupping uh off grid ping says i do like instant coffee in my ice cream Interesting. Interesting. So when we're cupping, when we're cupping, we're going to be trying to find flavor notes is what, what they're referred to. So we're going to try to, um, the things we're going to observe are the fragrance, the aroma, the acidity of the, the liquid, the balance, if uh, if if everything kind of flows together or if things stick out, uh, prominent flavors, things like that, uh, sweetness, and then the overall flavor. These are the categories we're going to be looking at when we're doing a cupping. So what do each of these things mean? So as far as smell, when we are smelling coffee, we can smell two different things. We can smell the dry coffee uh, before it's uh, before you brew it. So this would be um, the 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 roasted beans, the green beans. Uh, before we grind it, we're gonna smell it. We're gonna smell it after we grind it. Before we brew it, that is going to be the fragrance. It's gonna be what it smells like. You're going to get a base uh, a base smell. You can compare it to others. Uh, along the line, we're going to try to do this setup for at least one type of coffee and more appropriately be more than one so you can compare. Uh, aroma of coffee is another smell. Aroma, when we refer to that in coffee cupping, is going to be when the coffee is made, like when it is wet, when the beans are wet. It's most aromatic when it's brewing because it's, it's, actually releasing that those gases we talk about uh when i talked about brewing with a french press it was um it was the the foam that comes out the the bloom is what it's called so when you have really fresh coffee in the bottom of your french press and you pour the hot water in it bubbles up and sometimes if you pour too much water in it'll bubble over that's the bloom that's releasing the coffee oils and it's going to be the most pungent smell you're going to get um 
<laughs> Backwoods Butcher says, and I'm sorry to confuse you. He says it keeps throwing me off because it's always uh, I've always known cupping as what my chiropractor does with my muscles when they're really screwed up. Yes, this is not the same thing. Maybe your chiropractor may use the same cups, but uh, yeah, no, different, a little different. So those are the two smells we're going to evaluate. We're going to evaluate the dry smell before the coffee's made, and then the wet smell as it's brewing. After it's brewing, you're going to get a different smell. Try it. Try smelling your 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 bucket of coffee or your fresh ground coffee, uh, and then smell it as it's brewing. It will have some different smells. All right, we'll go on to taste now, and those are that's the other that other side of this. And the taste has many factors that we're going to we're going to coin to consider as we're tasting the coffee. Uh, the first one's acidity. Acidity is what um, really contributes to what is called the mouthfeel. Uh, the mouthfeel of the coffee. Mouthfeel, it can be described as bright. It can be juicy, lively, um, heavy. Lots of, uh, excuse me, uh, lots of the flavors uh, will be kind of um, attributed to fruits, foods. When when we when we compare coffee flavors to other food items, that's to give the person you're communicating with um, the description. So I can't. We need a common language. We need a common a common reference point to to talk about. Um, <laughs> Uh, we, uh, <laughs> we need a common reference point that we can talk about. So if we choose things, common food items that everyone's experience, uh, we can relay a common, a common taste, a common feel of a coffee to, to this, to this item, uh, maybe lemon, um, uh, let's see what, what they, uh, they, it's let's see flavors the acidity in coffee uh lemon lime apple has a little less acidity um so as you go down as you go down in acidity in the coffee um is it's like describing fruit super astringent and acidic on one end and then a little bit, a little bit astringent on the other end where you have an apple, um, kind of comparing the same acidity levels. Uh, acid in coffee is not a bad thing as long as it's balanced in with the coffee, uh, with the flavors, and it works well. It doesn't stick out. It doesn't bite your tongue. Um, that would be a little too acidic. Body. Body is another taste of the coffee. This is gonna. This is going to describe like the viscosity of it, the heaviness, uh, rich, richness. Um, so the the descriptors you're gonna use are delicate, light, rich, heavy. Uh, light roasts are going to be a lot lighter, um, and then your dark roasts are gonna get into a heavier body, a little bit more fuller. When you drink it, you can really feel it in your mouth and. Um, <laughs> backwards butcher says i'm a big fan of earth tones did i do it <laughs> did i sound smart yes kyle you did you did sound smart um so the body of the coffee how heavy it is uh sweetness so not all coffee is going to require sugar to taste sweet and it's not going to be like candy it's not going to be like uh you just ate a brownie or a cookie but there is going to be some sweetness there Coffee has sugars. Everything has sugars in it, natural sugars. These break down the more you roast them. So naturally, a lighter roasted coffee is going to be a little more on the sweet side. You're going to taste a little bit of sweetness when you are cupping it, when you are going to taste it. And um, I'll get to it in the middle in a minute here. How you cup is going to um, 
it's it, it, you'll you'll see that you're going to be able to gain you're going to be able to grab more flavors out of that you're going to be able to pick them up the way you taste it the the third one two three fourth uh fourth type of of flavor that we're going to focus on is balance balance is kind of the harmony how everything works in the cup of coffee in the taste balance in a cup of coffee well balanced is what you're aiming for I, in my opinion, uh, you don't really want any of these factors to stick out and um, and be kind of the, the forefront and take away from everything else. But well-balanced is going to be where everything kind of works together. Nothing is too overwhelming. Um, <laughs> nothing is too overwhelming and everything works together. And then flavor is... Um, flavor in general is going to be the descriptors that you're going to use for that top coffee because um you know you're going to pick up hints of things nuts different different uh, berries things like that and this is where i was talking about using comparative um different fruits or different different things that you've eaten that taste similar that have um, that remind you of the the things you've eaten prior in your life that you can now relay to someone else and say this is what I'm picking up in this coffee. So those are the things you're going to be looking for when you're going to be doing a cupping. Um, how you're going to set this up? So you're going to need uh, two at at the minimum, uh, three, four, depending on how much you want to do two to three coffees, different types of coffee. You're going to want a grinder. Um, hopefully you're, you're using whole bean. If you're going to be comparing it to a Folgers or a Maxwell House, something like that, obviously that's going to be pre-ground. Uh, get yourself some fresh coffee. It's going, to, it's going to give that aroma and fragrance a hell of a lot more meaning if it's fresh. Uh, when you bust open beans that are fresh roasted and still whole bean, you definitely experience a difference while grinding them. Uh, grinding them in an electric grinder on the counter is one thing too. You can smell it. It fills up the whole the whole kitchen. Um, but a hand grinder where you're slow hand grinding uh, and almost bursting those beans is, uh, is, is very much uh, preferred method. Uh, and the, the, um, the aroma or the fragrance, excuse me, the fragrance is while it's still dry that that hits you in the nose as you're hand grinding that right in front of you, right here is it's it's unbelievable. So definitely give that an experience once in your life. You're gonna need a grinder. You're gonna need a scale. Um, when we're gonna do this, we're going to do it super consistently. Uh, it's going to be the same amount of coffee in each in each of the cups. We're basically going to be brewing it in the cup, um, individual small cups of coffee to, to taste, to observe, to smell. Uh, and then, so, excuse me. <coughs> so you're going to need a scale. You're going to need the grinder. You're going to be weighing out uh, portions of coffee. Timer, you're going to brew them for the same amount of time in each cup. Uh, and then start the process after the same amount of time. You're going to need small bowls or or cups. So you're going to need three to four for each type of coffee you're going to use. You're going to need one to clean your, your spoon so you don't cross-contaminate between each of the coffees. And what basically you're going to need is a big, wide mouth, shallow container to brew your coffee in and then be able to uh, manipulate it with a spoon. We're not going to be drinking out of the cup during cupping. We're actually going to be be tasting the coffee out of a spoon and manipul manipulating the liquid and um, everything else in the cup with the spoon. You're going to need hot water and soup spoons. Basically, cupping spoons are big soup spoons. All right. So what you're going to do what you're going to do, what you're going to want to do is get everything set up prior to, to starting. Uh, have everything ready, know what you're going to be doing, have gone through the process in your mind so you can focus 
only on the coffee. You're not making it and realizing, oh, I forgot the other coffee. I forgot enough cups. Da, 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 da. You're going to want it all set up on your table. You're going to want to be ready to do it so you can just relax and enjoy the process. Um, what you're going to do is weigh out all your different coffee. The the standard weight out the standard weight that is used is uh and if you're doing this for yourself you can make it to your taste but this is the standard across the world from what i understand from my research i'm a little low of this when a little shy of this when i do uh my coffee no eh, no it'd be right about right um one one gram of coffee for every 18 milliliters of water. So one gram for every 18, one gram, one gram of coffee to every 18 milliliters of water. And I think a milliliter equals a gram, doesn't it? One milliliter of water equals a gram, I believe, I believe. Uh, so in my 32 ounce French press, I use 49 to 50. Um... <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, uh, Chris Dixon. Chris Dixon says my wife's gonna be pissed. I used all the dishes <laughs> for sure, for sure. Freedom units, guys. Uh, I use I use 49 grams per 32 ounce French press. However, that rolls out. Um, <laughs> JB, JB off grim pig says, good thing my scale works that out for me or I'd be screwed. Yeah, guys. Yeah. Just get a scale that has grams. And, uh, if you're doing a 32 ounce French press, do a uh, 49 to 50 grams and you'll be good. But anyway, uh, one to 18 is the ratio. You're going to grind the coffee up. You're going to have them all ground. You're going to do a medium grind about the size of um, about the size of salt, uh, like a, a sea salt, uh, table salt, excuse me. And you're going to grind a small handful uh, to purge the grinder of the last stuff you ground. So you're going to put it in, grind a little bit, throw it out. So you've kind of um, you've kind of coated that that. Um, coated that grinder in what you're going to use. You're going to toss that. You're going to grind the appropriate amount for the amount of water you're going to use. You're going to smell that. You're going to smell it as you grind it. You're going to put it in your cup. You're going to evaluate the smell of the grounds in the cup. You can kind of swirl them around. You don't have any water in it yet. Like I said earlier, this is going to be the dry, um, the dry smell. The fragrance is going to be the dry smell of the coffee in the cup. Then we're going to add our water. We're going to um, we're going to set a timer for four minutes. This is this is going to be our brewing time. We're going to let it sit. We're going to let it. We're going to smell it. We're going to um, we're going to observe it. We're going to watch it. Four minutes is not a long time. Once the four minutes is up, you'll notice since we're not using a filter or anything, water temp uh, for coffee, water temp for coffee, uh, 190, I believe, is ideal. Um, basically, I don't want, that's the one thing that I don't really dial in. I turn my, or I brew a teapot to steaming, then I open it up. And I, I, I high pour it out of the teapot. So the dissipation of temperature between the time I turn the heat off through pouring it through the, through the air, I think I get down to that 200, 190 mark. I will follow up with Brian on, uh, on ideal temperature of water, but I believe for drip brew coffee, it's one, 190 uh, French press, something like that. 190, 195. So you're not going to be using a filter. Your grounds are going to be in that. If you've ever made a French press, you, you know that the grounds kind of float to the top, form a crust on the top. Uh, as that four minutes, as that four minutes comes up, you're going to have to break that crust. You're going to break through it and you're going to push it off to the side. You're going to run from front to back on the top of the coffee um, and expose the liquid. 
you're going to want to do this very gently because there also will be grounds that settle to the bottom. You don't want to disturb those. You're going to want to be able to get all liquid in your spoon when, um, when you start taking samples. You're going to smell it in the cup. You're going to observe it as you break that crust. You're going to um, remove the foam from the top of it that's under the crust. You're going to end up getting to just that black that black coffee in all the cups down the row of all the different types you're doing and multiple cups for each type you're doing. So coffee A, B, and C all have three to four cups in front of those, um, in front of that type of coffee and then sets along down the table. So you're going to prep all those, get the, get the crust and the foam off the top, and then you're going to start tasting. You're going to dip your spoon in the top of the coffee and you're going to slurp it just like, uh, just like hot, hot soup where you're trying not to burn your mouth. You're going to slurp that coffee in from the spoon to pretty much dissipate. What you're trying to do is get the coffee to spread completely over your tongue to hit all the regions of your taste buds. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the experiment or, or shown where they could take um, super pungent flavors and localize them on people's tongues with, um, with like a Q-tip with a gel on it that has a, maybe a super sour flavor, but only certain regions of your tongue can taste sour. So they were able to touch it to people's tongue in different locations and they could not taste it. And then all of a sudden it was so sour that their, their face puckered up. So what you're going to want to do to make sure it's a bit nutty. <laughs> um, what you're going to want to do to make sure you can really taste all the flavors in the coffee is, is really get the, get that coffee completely all over your tongue, all of your taste bud regions. You're going to pick up different things from the flavor of the coffee where it sits in your mouth where you're you're really focusing on tasting so you're going to do that you're going to take um and and slurp your coffee in you're going to enjoy it um you don't want um you're going to have a clean cup of water you're going to rinse your cup every time you every time you take a sip of coffee you're going to rinse your spoon you're going to come back you're going to try them multiple times um, you, um, uh, you're going to taste them again. You're going to start taking notes. You're going to, need to observe the things that we talked about earlier, observe the differences in flavor and observe the differences in body, observe the differences in mouthfeel as you're taking, as you're taking those sips compare within the same type of coffee to see if there's any sorts of anomalies that maybe you brewed one wrong. Maybe there was uh, extra grounds in one. Can you determine a difference between the three that, uh, that you made of the same coffee and then start comparing them to other coffees, to the different coffee, find good samples of each, start tasting them, comparing them to each other. Does one have a heavier body? Does one more balanced than the other? Is there more acidity in one than the other? And which do you prefer the most? There are there are cupping cards and grading cards that uh, that are you can find. You can find the lists online. You can make up your own. But start scoring those coffees that you have. Maybe do it once a month. Maybe take a Saturday. Maybe around Christmas time, ask for a bunch of different premium coffees, and then some crappy day in January sit down on a Saturday morning and do a coffee cupping. Have your wife, have, have your neighbor over, whatever. I wouldn't suggest doing this too late at night. Like I said, you, you get into the caffeine and maybe you won't fall asleep. But what's wrong with a nice Sunday morning coffee cupping at your house with a couple of your neighbors? I don't know. Or just for yourself. Enjoy it. See if you can tell the difference. Have your wife or partner or or husband or whoever um have them set it up for you what why are you laughing 
have them set it up for you. See if you can tell the difference between Folgers and uh, and premium coffee. Maybe she's she's over here cracking up. I don't know what she's laughing at. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, uh, I think that's a I think it's a a, a fair walkthrough of the coffee cupping process. Uh, you should give it a try. Give it a try. Give it a try with whatever you have in the in the cupboard and see if you can if you can taste the difference than than in the cup. If you can take your time, if you can slow down, if you can really observe, and that's what it really is about, is observing the flavors in observing the flavors in the French or in the in the coffee. Um, uh, <laughs> Off Greg Ping says, "Man, you got me going back and forth, smelling the coffee in the French press and the container. Big difference in the smell. It is. It is. You wouldn't. You wouldn't think it." Uh, when you really take that spoon of coffee and you distribute it over your tongue, uh, those differences in the, <laughs> there's some differences in, uh, in, in where they hit your tongue, uh, and in those flavors that come out, not just, um, Pickle Pete says tasting, not cupping. So I said it the whole wrong thing. <laughs> I could have to have a conference call with Pete after this. <laughs> He's up early because of daylight savings. We're uh, we're wrapping it up here, Pete. Did I uh, did I? Cupping is a rotating table and slurp and spit. Okay. Well, I referred to it to the wrong thing. I referred to it as the wrong thing. And I do, I do, um, I do recall the rotating table and the slurp and spit. I thought that uh, using, using the soup spoon and slurping and tasting uh, was a similar version of cupping that you could do at home. I'm sorry. I, uh, I, my terminology was all wrong. I, I defer to the professional for sure. Um, anyway. Anyway, we're going to wrap up here and uh, and and see what we got coming up tomorrow. Tomorrow on the show, we are going to be talking minimalism and self-sufficiency and how uh, how the two re relate. Um, a lot of the times you would think that they are uh, polar opposites. And as we're traveling, I'm finding that they're more... Uh, Dixon says, restart the show. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, rewind rewind uh but tomorrow i'm gonna to be talking about minimalism and the things that i've realized and how self-sufficiency and minimalism can go hand in hand not necessarily just jumping in a traveler um oh pickle p says miss the soup spoon you nailed it then <laughs> guy jumps in at uh at 57 after and and and, and blast out my whole show <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, tomorrow not just not just nomad, not just on the road, but minimalism in general uh on a homestead might not be a bad idea. I've really figured that out after the fact after we went to move. But uh yeah, minimalism, self-sufficiency, how they go hand in hand and how they um how they can complement each other and how to get through it. How to get through it, how to be self-sufficient when you don't have all the stuff. That's what we're talking about tomorrow. Later on this week, we will also be talking about uh, Hip Camp and those other campsite booking services like I was talking about. Uh, Thursday, we'll be talking the gig economy, what it's all about and how you can benefit from it, how you can get involved and maybe even transition to full-time gig economy. And then Friday, we're going to be talking about Bitcoin uh, with that uh, 30K giveaway. We're going to have 30K to give it away. No, 35, 35K. That's right. We had a bump up after last week, and then Jim donated the 15K that he won back into the pot. So Friday morning, we're going to be 35, 35,000 Satoshis, and we're going to need 20 people in the live drawing to give it away. So start telling your friends that uh, there's a cool episode on Friday about Bitcoin versus traditional um, Bitcoin versus traditional uh, currency, and we'll be talking about that and give it away. And um, yeah, that's another episode on Monday. 
Guys, I'm glad I made it through it. I really, uh, I really despise this daylight savings thing. I'm uh, tired, foggy. I've been up and uh, trying to go back to sleep for about three hours now. And I appreciate you hanging out and listening. Hope you learned something. Hope maybe you give, uh, give cuppy, cuff, cuppy. <laughs> Hope maybe you give coffee cupping a try. Really try to taste a couple of different kinds of coffee, whether it be Folgers or something on the higher end. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate listening. If you would like to participate in the live comments, you can always join the live recording Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find a post about that episode, a post about the episode, along with links to all my social media services. I offer recommended products and companies I'm affiliated with at the lotsproject.com. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys. Get through this Daylight Savings Monday, and we will catch up with you tomorrow.